Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. Welcome to episode six. And in this episode, we're going over the holidays, birthdays of the bygone years. I had written this down as an idea, and I wasn't entirely sure I was going to use it. But I think it's something that, you know, we can all relate to some certain things that happened as holidays have gone by and how it's changed a lot since. So obviously a lot of this will be my own recollection, but hopefully it'll bring back some memories for you and hopefully they're all good memories. I come from a large Italian family. My dad, especially like on my dad's side, mostly my dad and his brothers and sisters were the were the glue that kind of kept that the family together. So when my dad was around, we would have uh, usually large get-togethers, whether it was over my uncle's house, my aunt's house, or you know a rented spot. Um, they had uh, family reunions, um, per- maybe not so much regularly, but it was you know within a, a span of time. My uncle Jimmy always um, had a Christmas party at his dealership. And they had our last name, Cataldi, spelled out with bread, which was pretty awesome. We would see the family for random occasions, uh, for all the major holidays and birthdays and things of that sort. But when my dad passed away, it kind of filtered away. And then they they are, were all the older generation. And once they started to go, it just, you know, I didn't really keep in contact with anyone beyond that. So my cousins and I just didn't and vice versa. So we're going to start with Thanksgiving because that was the first thing that came to mind when I wrote these notes. My mom always hosted Thanksgiving. When we were at the Southampton house in Pennsylvania, we had a lot more people over. My aunt would come over. my, uh, My cousins would come over. Sometimes we would have more of my dad's side of the family. My brother, my, my brother, his wife, his daughter, and uh, it was we have a picture of the huge table that we had out for um, Thanksgiving that was all set, and it was pretty much, a f- you couldn't see the table underneath everything that was there. You could see people milling around, uh, waiting, just waiting to dig in. And I always, I always loved Thanksgiving, and it wasn't just because of the the days off for school, although that was always a bonus. But my mom always started fairly, you know, like the, the day before. So we would usually have half days the day before for school. Sometimes we would have off, but I think it was mostly half days. So we, I would come home and she would already have started prepping everything. And, and she would go all out. And she would even went all out after we didn't really have as many people over. And there was really no need <laughs> to have so much food but Thanksgiving you just kind of have that excess that's what it is and besides obviously all the other backstory that goes behind Thanksgiving but we're we're not going to go into that right now this is just about the bygone years so I always loved it because it was just that in it's always about the anticipation and I we didn't always have the certain dishes that were made for Thanksgiving it was always for that special occasion so that it always what just tasted that much better because it's been a year since you had it last. And 
it also was the kickoff of starting the whole Christmas holiday anticipation and and stuff. So those smells through the house just kind of clicked a switch. And you're like, okay, I'm ready for this. This is this is the time. And like I, and like I said, you always have the um the subsequent leftovers and we would have like turkey sandwiches after that. For Thanksgiving, like I said, it usually was very big. My mom would always have we always have to put an extra leaf or two in the table so that we could fit all the food and the people that were coming over. When we moved to Hamilton, we didn't see, we would see on occasion my aunt, but for the most part, because she lived in Pennsylvania, she would host her own. So, but we would see them afterwards. And sometimes we would get some extra family members in here and there, but my brother and his wife and his daughter were usually a constant. So we would get everything together and it would be just as if we were having 50 people over after my dad passed away I think we hosted Thanksgiving two more times but it didn't really um, I I don't really know if it was because of the fact that you know my dad was no longer around or our house was falling apart and every year it was something else and I don't know if our company felt comfortable there anymore so um it kind of went by instead of just not coming like we would extend the invitation but they were like you know what you should probably you don't have to worry about you know entertaining us anymore or or entertaining us this year and stuff like you know it was it just kind of it not that it matters to us now as much because now we don't have to entertain people. We can eat when we feel like it. I don't feel like we're on a timetable. And it's relaxing. But it is kind of sad at the same time because I I cook now. And I do the same things that my mom always did with maybe some other. I, I make my own cranberry sauce. My mom would always just have the, the canned jellied one. And... um it was fine, and it's not that I don't like it. I just I actually prefer real cranberries, and um, I just you know gotta add, add in my own little flourishes here. It's like because I'm I'm doing the I'm doing the dinner now, so it's my dinner now. <laughs> we just uh, we just didn't have the people over, and my son really hasn't experienced a, a big Thanksgiving like that. Now we did have Thanksgiving over our friend Alice's house one year. My mom refused to go. Now, I don't know if it's because we weren't having it home. I still made our stuff, so it's not as though we didn't have our our stuffings when we were over her house, and that, and that was a big amount of people. I think that was the first time we had um, a large party in, a, in f- f- quite a few years. Uh, so it was, in, it was different. It felt... It felt similar but obviously different there's different people people celebrate differently (laughs) I felt bad because you know my mom was at home and but I don't know what the deal was with my mom I know like she kind of can be a little antisocial such as myself and like shut in but other times she'd go out and be like all conversational with people so you know I take after my mom in certain circumstances in that respect but yeah, I, I it made me f- we I left the the dinner and left uh like my son was there playing with the other kids and you know his dad was there. So 
he didn't I I just like you know what I'm gonna go home I'm gonna check on mom and make sure she's okay because I don't I, I don't want her to be by herself there's no need and the invitation was extended to her she just didn't want to go so so Thanksgiving has been a lot different recently we are making it our own we have our own constants that we do and our traditions and it's relaxing and we get to enjoy some really good food and sometimes I have Fridays off if I decide to take it but sometimes the days are really really quiet at work so might as well get paid to sit there and shop the Amazon um, Black Friday deals so Christmas Christmas when we're children it's all about that anticipation and I know I've written a blog about the Christmas season and gift giving and how it's changed. Obviously, as we grow up and as we become the adults, that responsibility is now in our hands. And we have to take over being Santa Claus. And it means putting a lot of responsibility and stress onto us. I don't know if it's the same for everybody. Obviously, it won't, it won't always be. And even though I do have my son and a lot of people say like, I have been able to re-experience Christmases from, when, from my past through my children. But because we've had some really rocky years since my son was young, um, I don't think I really relived any, any of my um, previous Christmases since my dad passed. And, you know, finances have been kind of like not there. I get very stressed during the Christmas season. And um, I get a little depressed and, um, it's, and I just, just, it's just not anywhere near what it used to be. I am excited for my son and I make sure that he's excited and that he is, and he loves it every year. And I make sure that he experiences good, if not awesome Christmases, regardless of how many presents are under the tree, because that, that is not what it's about. And I'm not going to go into a, a Charlie Brown uh, spiel. But it's just that anticipation and the lights and that feeling. I, he gets that. I don't get that as much, if not at all, anymore, which is sad, but it, it's just how it has turned into. I really feel like when we were kids, now I don't know if it's because of that anticipation and we're just waiting for those gifts and Santa and all the other stuff, but I really feel like the Christmas season lasted so much longer when we were kids. Because now it's like you blink and it's over. Like you're already taking the tree down just as you're putting it up. I feel like it's so rushed. I think a part of that is the amount of stuff that we are bombarded with early on in the season. So it's not even Thanksgiving when they're already pushing Christmas stuff. Uh, they play Christmas music earlier. They play Christmas movies earlier. People are decorating earlier. Now, I'm not saying don't do all those things. You do you. Make yourself happy. But I really do feel rushed. So that when when we're at Christmas, it's already been, we're done, you know. And you're just moving on to another day and taking everything down. And I just feel like time has gone so much faster since um, I was a kid and now it's just crazy. So when during Christmas when I was younger, we would actually, it would feel like an extended Christmas. So that's another thing. Like when we were, not only was the time feeling like it was longer, 
But we also had other family members that would come like the next weekend or if everybody had off like that week because, you know, we went to Catholic school, so we had quite a long Christmas holiday. We would see them during the week sometimes. It depend, you know. So it would extend it a bit more because we would get gifts um, and just visits and like a, a special dinner and things of that. It would just be another extended Christmas. So when I was very little, living in Pennsylvania, we would see quite a bit of the family, like uh, uncles, aunts, um, neighbors, and it would be just a big, a big event. I watch my home videos, and by the way, we record every Christmas. I still do. So I have every single Christmas of my son. So I have digital recordings of the Christmases or I have the mini DVs, which I actually have to get converted because I don't have a player for it anymore. I have two cameras that can play them, but I, I have to see if I can get them to work. I have to also get them converted. So that's something that I'm going to be working on in the future. But I have recorded every Christmas. I don't believe we've missed any of them since I was born. If they're not on VHS tape, they're on some other form of media format. When I would watch the old home videos of Christmas, we would have our cr regular Christmas morning. Then there would be the Christmas party that we would have. And my dad had this really cool built-in uh, table that would come out from a cabinet. I don't know, I don't know if he... I think he did build it um, to come out that way, and it would come out and extend, and it would be like a buffet table. So my, I have pictures of it filled that my, because my mom was the main cook for majority of it, and everything would be placed out. We would have all the family members coming through. We would have um, the video of them sitting in the living room and them talking, Santa coming and visiting. And it was a consistent thing. And then when we moved to Hamilton, we didn't have Santa come anymore. We didn't have the big buffet-style table. But when we did have our family come over after Christmas, it would still be like a big event. You know, we would still have lots of food. We would still have, like, everybody have a drink and, you know, sit down and chat. And it was nice because that we don't really do that anymore. Christmas morning... We would get phone calls from everyone wishing us a Merry Christmas and, you know, just the normal chit-chat, how you doing, how was your Christmas, what, you know, when did your kids get up and whatever. And we saw more extended family during the holiday. When, and again, it stopped and it got less and less and then to what we have now, which I really can't ask for anything more, to be honest. I have my friends that I see. And I get to wish, um, you know, Merry Christmas. Maybe it'd be through a text rather than a phone call. But at least it's something. Most of the time now, it's, you know, Facebook or whatever social media platform you use. And you just say, you know, happy holidays. And then you have the subsequent people liking it or commenting thereafter. You don't really get anybody calling anybody anymore. At least for us. Maybe we're just, like I said, every time. Maybe there were the black sheep that nobody gives crap about. Totally fine, I guess. I will accept that title. And I will wear it proudly. Fine. <laughs> and my son doesn't know any better. So as much as I say I wish that he had it and, like, I feel bad, he doesn't know 
the way it was for me. Now I know both ways. So yes, I feel like I'm missing it and I feel like he's missing it, but he doesn't know it the other way. So this is his normal. So I have to think that way. And I'm like, okay, well, if he's happy, that is all that matters. And that's all that I'm working for. And, and at the end of the day, if that has succeeded, then I am successful. <laughs> so Valentine's Day, not a big holiday in our household. We don't decorate for it. Don't really celebrate it. <laughs> However, when we were in school, and I know that other um, the kids nowadays are still kind of doing it. I don't know if it's the same way. I don't know if they have like regulations now because allergies or you, you can't celebrate certain things for whatever reason. I don't know. But when we were kids in the 80s and the 90s, you would get your store-bought box Valentine's Day cards on the cheap cardboard that if you were ripped too quickly, they would just rip in half to the two in the from. And it's just like, would you be my Valentine? You would get the Valentine, uh, the little hearts, which are either sweethearts or conversation hearts, whichever one you want to call them. And or lollipops, you know, that taste horrible. And if you're very extra special, sometimes you would get some candy or candy like a uh, chocolate. I mean, <laughs> get chocolate heart or something. I think that majority of like the middle school and grammar school time, we would create a mailbox for ourselves and then people would put the Valentine's cards in there. I felt like those times were more like a popularity contest, especially when it came to high school. Because you can give your significant other, if you're dating, a, a rose, or you can give a friend a rose. I know it's like all different colors. I don't know all the colors for the roses, nor do I care. And then they also had the special like Valentine's Day grams. Like they would have like a special thing that you could buy and have it sent to somebody. And again, popularity contest. Whoever had the most. It's like in every goddamn uh, movie that you've ever seen about high school at that time. It was, it was, I was living, literally living. I was literally living those movies in real life. It's freaking crazy. So I wasn't a big fan of Valentine's Day, even as I got older. I mean, when uh, I had someone to give it to, I felt like I was the one that was giving the Valentine's Day stuff and not receiving too much of it. So it just was a overall waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that would be nostalgic about that is the, the, the Valentine's Day mailboxes and the subsequent popularity contests, which I hated. So I hated, I hated, I hated it. <laughs> Easter. Now, going to a Catholic school, we always had a long Easter break. So technically it was like a spring break. We would have like a week and a half off. Always a plus because we would have that time off. So I loved it. When I was younger, I was very much involved in the Catholic Church. I loved to go. I know that might sound weird to people. I, I, I liked to celebrate it for what it was supposed to be celebrated for, at least for the Catholic Church anyway. I know that there's other older stories that go back to Easter that don't involve bunnies or resurrections. Easter now, we'll just go for that. I usually make an elaborate egg hunt map. Now, when I say elaborate, I make the map, write it out. I also do every um, uh, egg has a clue in it. 
And at the end of the egg hunt, there would be a, a prize. So I got pretty elaborate with the, um, the Easter egg hunt, especially for like my son. Uh, and he would get a prize at the end of it. And of course, we would have the basket with, the, um, with all of the different types of candy. And we'd always have like the British candy because his dad's British. He loved the, the, uh, the milky bar, which is white chocolate. I hate white chocolate. So, but hey, if he loved it and he enjoyed it, again, that's all that makes me happy. So yeah, my my son um, has been spoiled uh, for the Easter egg hunt because we didn't really have a lot of Easter egg hunts. I did some for my for my brother. Like I was the one that did the hunt for him when I got a little older, and I made sure like he found a lot of stuff that my mom was the one to obviously get stuff. And our um, the egg hunt was just to, for eggs. My son's hunt was to get to the end of the egg hunt to get his prize. We we just would have baskets, <laughs> so. But I just liked the hunt, you know, like the clues and stuff. Whether or not, <laughs> whether or not my my son seems to love it now as as the years have progressed, and I I'm gonna do it this year. He's gonna be sixteen this year, so I don't I don't care. Just even if it's just to appease me, hey. <laughs> but when I was younger, we would go to church and we would have to dress up. And then sit for about two hours because the Easter, um, the Easter mass was a lot longer. So here's the thing, okay? I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. I don't. That's not. That's not my thing anymore. Which you know, like I said, everybody is allowed to believe whatever they want to believe. I'm not shoving anything down anybody's throat or telling them why their religion is not any good or uh, mine's better than theirs. It's I. I am for people with their freedom to choose whatever they want. I, and this platform here is not for me to discuss stuff, stuff like that. But I really felt like the masses, at least some of them, were just ex excruciatingly long. And there was no real need for it. I mean, we especially because I already went to a Catholic school, I already had these stories and the Psalms and, and the Bible readings pretty much hammered into my head and it was constant and we would go for every first friday any 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 type of holiday even if it wasn't a major one we would go to, we would go to mass so i knew them and i'm sure the people who or they should be the people who are going to church should know those stories already i digress <laughs> before we were even able to actually look at our our baskets and stuff we would have to go to church so once we endured that <laughs> We would come home and we would see our baskets. Now, when I, as I said, when I got a little older, I would, when I got a little older, I would actually have that Easter egg hunt for my for my brother, and uh, we would, I would make sure like they were all hidden. I would get up and I still get up excruciatingly early, which I probably don't need to do right now because my son doesn't get up until late because he's a teenager and they don't ever wake up at a normal time. <laughs> But I would make sure I would get up early enough to create to I would have everything created the night before, but I have to actually put everything out. And <laughs> I had to make sure that I did it in the order in which the the clues are. So that was always a little tricky. However, it was better when we lived in Hamilton because we had 10 acres. Granted, I didn't use all of t the 10 acres. That would have been utterly ridiculous and a very long egg hunt. <laughs> but it was like our front and our backyard, which was which was pretty much the street that I live on now, which saddens me 
immensely. But anyway, um, I would have everything. It was spaced out, and we had some mornings were warmer than others because, you know, April is April, March, March and April, whatever way you want to look at it. It's always iffy. Sometimes we can get snow, and sometimes it can be like spring. Um, so I w- everything would be out, and it would be, you know, I'd record that too. That's also recorded. I don't think I have ones of my brother, but I definitely have recorded every single one for my son. I have pictures of my brother. And we have pictures of our Sunday best on some Easter days, but not all of them. Yeah, so Easter is a little bit more of a, <clears throat> excuse me for my voice cracking, I'm going through puberty apparently. So Easter was a bigger holiday for us, not like ridic- not like Christmas, it, but it was definitely something that we, you know, put a little bit more effort into. Uh, the 4th of July. When my dad was around, we would always go to the parade. And he always put out his uh, collection of collection of flags. Now, I think that we had like three or four of them, if not more of them. And he would have everything out. We would do barbecues. We would have a luau. I have my dad in <laughs> I have a picture of my dad in a grass skirt, for God's sakes. But we always had a lot of fun, and we enjoyed it. And, and you can tell in the pictures how happy everybody was. Now, we did a barbecue in in later years the people who were boarding their horses at our farm i they who may not be named uh we did a barbecue then that was okay i just disliked the company so it didn't make it that great however now um i go over my friend's house my best friend's house and their her parents like have a lovely spread of food and we go in the pool so now my son's able to actually have like a 4th of July that's, you know, it's a 4th of July, you know. And sometimes we, we actually went to the parade, Palmyra Riverton area. My friend took us there, told me about it. So and when we live up this way now, we went to that uh, twice. We don't go all the time. <laughs> Mainly because like I, um, Bryce can't, uh, my son can't sit for too long. And he's just like, do I? Ha- There's all these people, and we're not, you know, we're like, we're hermits, so, and introverts. But the, yeah, the Fourth of July was, we it was always nice, and we tried to do barbecues as much as we could. We were were without a barbecue for f- quite a few years until later on, and then we did them. I I don't have one again, and the people next door to us actually have one, so I'm gonna be thinking about like possibly purchasing a barbecue before the before the summer comes around we'll see we'll see because I do miss that I do love having having like a proper barbecue it's just it's really really good and my mom would actually barbecue in the winter time <laughs> she'd be out on our deck with snow everywhere just barbecuing <laughs> hey it was good so Halloween Halloween has always been a huge thing us now it's just on the end of decorating I do have a blog I'm not going to go into great detail about it here please read the blog it's my Halloween deck my top five Halloween decorations now uh, me decorating our house like not just me but family my brother and I and including my son really didn't go trick-or-treating I did when I was very very little in Southampton I think it might have been once or twice and my brother and I went trick-or-treating maybe twice and we went to a neighborhood because we lived in the in the middle of nowhere. So it was like you know you had to get on one of the uh, the tractor uh, 
wherever they came from, uh, we would get tractor, like, we would get tractor full of kids that would come down the road when we lived in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know where they came from, probably further in near the school when there was more houses around. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we would get tractors, a tractor full of kids. A couple of them would come down. But we never actually uh, went out to, to do trick-or-treating. My son did it once. Here's a few things that are good about this. One, you don't have to worry about the candy and some psychos that want to do stupid things to the candy. So you don't have to worry about it because you bought your own candy and you can eat it all you want. And you can get your favorite candy so you don't have to worry about some person getting cheap stuff that you don't like. And the other thing is is that we always gave out the candy. My, my brother, myself, and my son and, and his dad and then my brother's friends, when he got older, they would come over. We would have elaborate setups and especially when we had more space obviously we would we would make use of that space we had cemeteries we had the chop shop we had the haunted house we were going to do this really awesome idea that I came up with most of the ideas I came up with and I dare anybody to come up and tell me otherwise <laughs> we were going to do a really awesome haunted rail railroad station now, we had a two-car garage, and our the doors were broken on it because, like I said, our house was pretty much a, a, sh a vacant shack. <laughs> so it was perfect <laughs> for Halloween. We were going to do tunnels that were uh, painted and, you know, to the actual, like, sheets. I wasn't going to – and some wood just to kind of, like, make the sheets taunt so that it looked like tunnels. And we were going to have a, a ticket booth, and then – on our deck that was connecting uh, our house to the uh, garage, we were going to have um, it looked like a lobby area where there were going to be shadows and people talking. And at night with the light, it would have been awesome. However, we ended up uh, not staying another year, so we never got to do that. I'm very upset about that because that would have been a really, really cool idea. We were getting less and less kids every year, though, because we, living in the middle of nowhere, we had some years we would have like four or five people, and then some years we would have like groups of people that came in, and sometimes we actually, especially when we were doing it year after year of the really large Halloween setup, we would have people coming back because they wanted to see it. And then as the years progressed, it was get, we got smaller. We didn't do as much. Uh, mainly because a lot of our um, Halloween decorations were, you know, like degrading because they were out. Or we would get like wind storms and half the stuff would get blown away the night before. It's so annoying. We haven't really done a lot of Halloween decorating at here, which I kind of want to change because here they there's so many kids and you get so many triggers. You ha the amount of candy that we used to get we should have here because now I haven't really been getting a lot of candy and there's so many kids. So I'm thinking next year I'm going to, or this year, Jesus, I'm definitely going to come up with something because there are so many kids around here and this would be perfect. And they actually do a little map thing for the people who are participating in um, giving out candy as well as decorating. So I'm going to think of something with the space that we have and uh and go for it this year because i'm tired of you know i'm tired of really not doing what we used to do just because we don't have that space and there's something we can do even though we have a smaller area 
But anyway, so Halloween was always a very big thing for us, regardless of trick-or-treating or not. In fact, I preferred what we did over trick-or-treating because it was so much more fun. And when we would have the, real quick, we would have the most awesome sound setup that my son's father would do um, because he, you know, had all of his computer stuff and the just the mixes, the, the, the sounds and everything. It was the greatest. It was, we, we definitely have to do something this year. For me, the biggest other uh, holidays, if you, if you will, or special occasions is birthdays. Birthdays are a big thing for me. And not just because it, they were celebrated as such when I was little, but also I also gave other people birthdays in the same respect. So I would get a big birthday, and when it was somebody else's birthday, I made sure that they equally had that. And as much as people hate birthdays as they get older, I still love my birthday, and it's not because of any gifts, because I don't need anything. It's because it's just my day, you know? I was born today, however many years ago. And it doesn't matter how many years. I'm going to be 39. I have don't really care how old I am. And I know there are people who hate the saying age is but a number, but I totally agree with it. You, f I don't feel that age at all. I, I don't feel as though that I'm going to be that old. Now, there are <laughs> I do have my aches and pains. I do have my back problems. I do have knee issues, but that is partially because of things that have happened in my past and I need to lose some weight so again to help out my joints. But yeah, I I love my birthday. My my friend got me tickets to go see the Simon and Garfunkel story at the Kimmel Center. I'm super excited about that and thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. We usually go out for dinner. We usually get sushi because we do that for all of our friends' birthdays. I usually get a special dinner on my the my actual birthday. I, I actually get it for everybody. And then maybe we'll get a cake. It, I end up having to get it, so it's not a big deal. But it's, it's my day. It's my freaking day, and I'm going to freaking enjoy it. I don't care how old I am. I don't care when I'm going to be 80 if I live to be that old. I'm going to still enjoy it. If I can remember that it is my birthday, hopefully I have my mind intact. We'll see. In the past, I would get cards. I don't get any cards in the mail anymore. I kind of am sad about that. I know some people don't like cards. My friend is not big on cards. <laughs> this year when I, for her birthday, I, 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 wrote, I wrote a letter. <laughs> I'm like, I know how much you love these things. I do love getting cards. I don't know. It's just, I, I still have majority of the cards that I've gotten over the years. Yes, it could be clutter, but you know what? It means it means something to me. So I do enjoy getting that. I so I miss that. I would get phone calls. I now like I said, when phone calls of now either are a text message or it's a message on a social media platform, mostly Facebook because that's that's where people my age go. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's a lot more impersonal. I do like people saying happy birthday to me. And that's, I think that's the only, I don't say narcissistic, it's not that, it's, I guess it's the only selfish thing I can say that I do enjoy during my, during my birthday. It's not the gifts, it's not the cake, it's not getting anything, it's just being recognized maybe for that day, 
I don't know. Maybe it's that. I like it. <laughs> most times I don't want to even be looked at. Most time I want to be forgotten about and let me do my thing and not anybody really realize that I still exist. <laughs> that and except for obviously the this podcast, you know. I'm I'm pretty much a a complete hypocrite here. <laughs> but uh uh, no, I just, on a regular day, I'd rather just be um, sitting at my desk at work or here or just not and not be bothered, you know. But on my birthday, I'm like, it's my birthday. <laughs> Say something. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. My aunt would get me a special cake when I was younger. Uh, like, I want to say up until the age of, I don't know, did she actually get them when I moved to Hamilton? I can't remember, but it was up to a certain point. I didn't get them every year. But she would go to a certain bakery, and it was a, it was a strawberry shortcake. I don't like cake. Let me just <laughs> – I'm just going to put this out there. I don't like whipped cream. I don't like cake, um, mostly because of the whipped cream or the icing. I don't like any of that. I know I'm weird. I'm sorry. But this cake had shaved chocolate and huge strawberries all the way around. I have a video of me. I don't know how old I was. I want to say three or four, maybe. So my aunt would tell me that I can't take any of the stuff on the side because, you know, other people would be touching it, you know. And my mom would always turn to her and be like, it's her cake. It's her birthday. That You got it for her. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and I think I get that. I get a lot of that from my mom that especially for my son it's it's his day you know and like I said for birthdays it's your day and enjoy it don't don't worry about the number don't worry about the year it's your day and you know that's all you need my dad was a big casino aficionado I don't even like gambler like not gambling as in like losing everything and then we're poor it was just like a nice Thursday afternoon that he would take my mom down my dad would win he had such luck I swear to god because he was there and you know playing on a frequent basis he would get comps for rooms and back in the day you would get comped and upgraded especially depending on how much money you were putting into the casino so because my dad would get comps to have a room at the showboat in Atlantic City uh, for my birthday, we would actually have a room, and I would have, like, a long weekend. I was always able to take the day off of school, um, which I, I so appreciate. Thank you so much, Mom and Dad. He uh, would get it upgraded most of the time to a suite, which I have pictures. These, were, these suites were so cool. Now, granted, most of the time these suites only had, like, a king-size bed. But there was a wraparound sofa in the other room so that my brother and I would sleep out there. We would stay up all night watching ridiculous things. And then we would get room service. We'd have a cheese platter. I would get my cheeseburger. One year, my uncle came because he was in the vicinity. And he got me a cake, a card, and he gave me money. And it was just, it was great. I... I don't take the day off for my for my birthday anymore because I don't really do anything and it's kind of worthless to I'm not saying my birthday's worthless. It's just not worth taking the day because I'm not really going to do anything. Maybe on the weekend I will. But my work now, once you're there a certain amount of time, 
you will get your birthday off and paid, you know, so as an extra day. So I think I get that within this next year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time I ended up being sick for my birthday. I did have issues with like ear infections and stuff when I was younger. So as especially throat, I always had issues with my throat. I would always go right into my throat. Um, but I still celebrated. We still had a birthday party or we went down the shore and it would, <laughs> the weather was either bitter, bitterly cold, snowing or ice. Um, and I remember at the front of our house in Hamilton one year, there was an ice storm. Well, no, it rained and then it froze. And the front area, especially, there was like a line of trees, so it never really got a lot of sun, so it didn't melt. I kid you not, there was about three car accidents right outside of our house because, first off, that road should not have been 45 miles an hour, especially that straight, and it's a straightaway. And I swear there would be people drag racing at night. And they would drive ridiculously fast. And I had to cross the street <laughs> to get to our, po our, um, our mailbox. It was a treacherous time. <laughs> oh, and then uh, I would also get my grandmother, my mom's mom, my only grandparent that I ever knew. And she was a piece of work, let me tell you, and not in a good way. But um, she would send us, my brother and I, packages for for Christmas and our birthdays and she never ever now mainly because it was mail she lived in Florida it would be in a box <clears throat> but the actual items she would pack like she would wrap just in wrapping paper nothing was in a box so our even our clothes were just wrapped in paper I always remembered that but it's, it's to save on the postage I totally get that now <laughs> now that I have to pay postage for things and when we get clothes uh, especially my brother and I are both born in March. I'm the beginning of March, and he's at the end of March. So during our birthdays, we would get a lot of clothes because it would be our the spring and summer clothes for the, for the next couple months, obviously. And uh, at the end of the day, when everybody was gone, and we I had all of my clothes together, I would do a fashion show, <laughs> a fashion show, and my mom would take pictures, and I do still have those pictures because even though I like to say I'm not fashionista as my other podcast said and I'm not I'm not like into trends and most of the time because because I'm fuller figured <laughs> it won't fit me like I not just in size it just doesn't look good on me and tr some of the trends now I swear to god like, I don't know where they're coming from and sometimes it's like a a blend of retro stuff so there's a lot of like 90s things that are coming back which are fine because it's usually baggier things and which I'm for because <laughs> all this skinny jeans shit it needs to go <laughs> I don't really follow trends but I do like clothes you know I do like at least feeling comfortable or liking something that I've gotten that I think looks good on me so when I was younger, I, d I did. I did enjoy, you know, this, the some, thi some things. Like, if you look at it, obviously, it's it's dated, obviously. But, you know, I, I liked it, you know, and I had a fashion show. <laughs> so, Oh, and the one last thing. I had one and only birthday party that I in invited most of my grade from school. And this was first grade. 
So it was the first year that I was that we were in Hamilton. So we had horses. They so when they came over, one it was cold because it's March, but we would have hay. We had high hay rides. We had uh, pony rides, which it was on my pony Toya. I loved him so much. He came from a petting zoo. He was he was very old, but he was so gentle, and he was the best the best pony ever. We had people over for that their their parents. It was the one and only time that I invited people whom I didn't really know to my birthday. I did have other people like my friends, which were few and far between. That was the one and only year because I hated everybody. <laughs> so screw you. Don't touch my horse. And you cannot have a hayride. Get out. I'm not bitter. <laughs> so that's it. Holidays and birthdays of the bygone years, at least my bygone years. Some things you might know, some things you don't, some things you might uh, have in common with me, and some things you might not either. But maybe it'll learn. you can learn a little bit about me, as I said in the last one. Most of these are nostalgic in a sense of like what we had to do and what it was like versus now, which has changed a lot for me, and I'm sure everybody. We all live in the same time, I'm sure. Unless, no. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know this is going to be out actually at a normal time rather than waiting halfway through the week. Like I said, I don't pre-record these. I record them every week until I'm done for that season. I am thinking about trying to record at least one or two over a weekend just to be ahead of the game. But it really... It really uh, matters on like how much content I have blogs that I'm also putting out because I'm getting a little slowed up on that as well because I've been doing a lot of writing for school which is fine because <laughs> it's that is important it's, it's more important than this at the moment when I'm done school this is this will be important this is important to me anyway because um what I post and what I say and what I mean is important to me and it is important that I'm getting through to you in a proper way and I want you to know that I have some form of talent in writing and maybe creativity that brand that I'm trying to create is is a positive thing I hope you enjoyed this episode I'll be getting another one out next week stay tuned for the special edition with my son we're getting we actually are wrapping up our information that we're going to be doing so that will be coming soon so I hope you're excited because I am check out the blog I am going to be updating that and I also am starting up a TikTok but it's not gonna be like dances and what usually TikTok is <laughs> it's just kind of like advertise it's like more advertising and uh, so if you want to check that out I don't know what so my TikTok is at glc underscore writer so if you wanted to check out that I don't have anything up at the moment I'm working on what I, how I kind of want to present it. I don't really know. I know people use it. My friend, who's a comedian, is on there as well, and he uses it to showcase his comedy, which makes sense. Um, I'm not, as a writer, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to try something and just see if, I'm, at least for advertising for now, about like when things are posted or fun facts. I don't know. I'll figure it out. 
So stay tuned for the next podcast. Stay tuned for the next blog. And stay tuned for my weird TikToks that I might be doing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. And this is Gabrielle signing off for that 80s child generation. Why? Bye. Bye.